0: Good morning and welcome to Faith FM Radio, positively different uh, radio for the morning. You're on Faith FM. I, if you're listening to the live broadcast, it is Friday. It's the 22nd of January, the end of the working week, and you are with Minnie and Renee. You. <laughs> hey, um, Minnie. You have a lot of energy this morning. I'm loving it every day. Renee is just like full of energy. It's fantastic. Even when you're tired, you just seem to uh, yes. just yeah bring the life. Energy. <laughs> yeah, we love energy. <laughs> we do. What are you grateful for today, Renee? What am I grateful for?
1: Um, well, I'm really grateful. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, I went out to the lake for lunch and I just sat there and I looked at the lake and I enjoyed nature. So mm. I'm, really, I'm just really grateful for experiences like that. Like, yes. I went by myself and I sat there and I was just like, wow. Because usually I like going with people, but this time I was like, this is me time. It's a
0: different experience when you're by yourself, hey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, was you. journal, hey. I was writing my journal. Hey. It was a me
1: moment. It was nice. It Absolutely. Was nice. I'm very grateful for times like that. I don't have it often, if anything. I can't remember the last time I did that, but that was really nice. Looking at the lake, there was like families around, the trees, the wind. It was beautiful weather, so.
0: Perfect. Very grateful. I remember between Christmas and New Year's, I went camping for a couple of days, and the whole time it just rained. It just chucked it down, oh, and then oh, no. the birds were out there, and it was like, it was lovely. At the same time, I was like, oh, I can't be still. No matter where I go, it's noisy and loud and things are happening. <laughs> like, and I was like, stillness is not even possible. Um, but, no, that's really nice to have those times. What are you grateful for, Minnie? What am I grateful for? Oh, you know what I am really grateful for? So I was speaking to a friend in New Zealand yesterday, and they have been battling addiction to various things for quite quite a while and. They were just saying, as I was speaking Mm -hmm. to them, they were like, man, it's just been a hard day. And they were basically like, I'm giving in. Like, I'm going Mm. to my friend's place. We're going to, you know, whatever. I've got some money with me. And on the way there, while he was sending me these voice messages, three different people called him to check and see how he was going. to be like, oh, you come to this meeting. And it was just like a sneaky Jesus moment, you know? I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
1: yeah well in the world of positive news shall i tell you some things that are happening please do go on then all right all right all right calm down (laughs) okay so um a i'm so sorry this morning i am um my water's here. Okay, so in the prison system, we're, we're talking um, in the inmates in the California's Soldad Prison decided to pull their resources, and they earned the course over the course of three years, and actually paid thirty-two thousand dollars of tuition, so that a Whoa. student could stay in school. So this gesture was a culmination of a process set in motion by Jim uh, in an English a uh, theology director teacher in of campus ministry and adminis- admissions assistant Mia at the Palmer school in Salinas Salinas <clears throat> so 7 years ago when the pair launched the exercises in empathy reading program they decided that they would actually do this program they would meet the community in and do this program in the prison And they would meet regularly inside the prison to discuss books with inmates. So a book club, essentially. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was more than just a simple exchange of ideas. It became an opportunity to modify students' preconceived, um, notions of what, what, who a prisoner was and like, Mm. and, and I guess the stigma that they have in, in the community. And it, it, it was an opportunity for these students, um, to step outside of that stereotype that we often give p- inmates who have experienced a hard life um, and find themselves in places, you know, like prisons, and it's easy to judge. So this program, this book club that was held in prisons, allowed them, the students, to come in contact with in- inmates, and they go in. This is what um, Jim says: they go in thinking monster; these these people are monsters, mm. but they come out thinking. Ah, this is a man. This is a human Human. being. Mm. You know, they've done bad things, but there are no throwaway people here. So it's acknowledging, you know, what's happened, but it's also seeing a person for who they are and as a human being, giving them that respect. Mm um in 2016 one reading club section, uh, selection was the book miracle on the river kawaii by ernest gordon and it was the perfect book to change lives because this story chronicles the transformation of a group of prisoners of war for, who had a mindset of survival of the fittest mm. and they moved to a place where their mindset now was one of solidarity and one of self-sacrifice jason bryant who was serving a 26 year sentence for his part in an armed robbery, finished reading the book. And he was so inspired by the story that he and a fellow inmate, Ted Gray set out to emulate the book's example. And they decided to be a small group of men who made a different decision. And they decided to look after, look out for each other. Oh, so good absolutely. Brian and Gray also decided to channel their energy into creating a scholarship fund for a deserving deserving Palmer student. Um, and the sophomore, sign Newsom Green, whose parents both lost their jobs, uh, due to health issues, was chosen for this recipient. Um, and so for the next three years, Bryant and Gray worked behind prison walls, get, gathering donations to finance Green's education. And Green, now 19 years old, graduated Palmer last year and is currently a student at San Francisco's Academy of Art uh, university. So uh. very good news to hear. Bryant was granted clemency after serving 20 years and now serves at the, as a director of restorative program at, uh, programs at, uh, at crop, a non profit that focuses on reducing the, um, the rate of inmates returning to jail. Mm. Um, and he does this by training, career development, and stable housing, helping with stable housing when they move out. So that transition from um, prison to the to the community. Um, so in the, in, the, in the system where so many inmates are locked in a cycle of crime and punishment, Bryant found the key to lasting change and it began with helping others. He embraces his second chance with a full heart. He says, I don't know about redemption. I can say this, he tells the Washington Post. I know that those of us who have truly transformed our lives are committed to adding value in any way that we we possibly can
0: man that's an amazing story yeah
1: it's it's a heartwarming story of this man who goes through this you know a redemption uh, yeah, you know, process, uh, yeah. uh, a process and it's really nice that you know reading this book reading this book really inspired him um to make a change a small change to come together with a group of men and to i guess choose to do better changing their mindset so there's, there's so many things I love about this story. First of all, the fact they did a reading book club. A <laughs> book club. I love reading. Yeah. So, hopefully. you know, coming together and um, just... I don't know, like when people recommend different books to me, I I, I learn different. I'm like, wow, I never would have picked that out for myself. Yes. I read the book. I'm, You know, it changes your life in, in just many, in small ways. But in those small ways, in those minute changes, your life is, you know, the re- direction of your life changes um, in such a big
0: way down the line. Man, we can't underestimate the power of ideas mm-hmm. because they, mm-hmm. uh, they do change the world. And it was funny, I was speaking to a friend yesterday <laughs> and we were just talking about, so this guy's pretty... Like on the fringes of, um, not society, but just he, yeah, he walks his own, own path. And he was just like, look, I'm a Christian, but I really struggle because I just want to go and have adventures. And all my friends just, they just want to read books and drink tea. <laughs> I was <laughs> no, like you're speaking to someone who loves to read books I love to adventure but it was so funny I, but but that's the thing we're talking about we we're just like but ideas can change the world yeah you know and so I think that's where books and stories are really powerful yeah yeah um but, but yeah that's awesome I feel for
1: that guy that's so funny it was so funny if it helps I like to sometimes I like to read the book outside hey. by the way, is that an adventure <laughs> oh amazing <laughs> but I, I I just love that and Books really do change your life, and yes, the Bible is the biggest testament to mm. that. The Bible is the best book. Well, um, in more news, a short study says just go for a walk walking can add years to your life and reduce disease symptoms this is according to scientific studies um walking can literally add years to your life oh i just said that (laughs) um it's hardly even new brand new news we know this um many people know after you have a big meal you're like i'm just gonna walk this off well there are there are definitely studies that show that walking off helps with your metabolism it helps that spike you know when you get really tired after Uh, a big uh meal well it kind of you know, avoids that and allows you to feel you know more healthier after. So just a, just a short encouragement to our listeners out there: go for a go walk. Go for a walk. Go yeah. for a walk. Uh, mean, Mini, go for a walk. Yeah, Minnie. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So in some news stories today, as if any of you guys follow the news, you know that things in America have been shifting politically from um, one president to the next. And so Joe Biden is set to reverse a whole bunch of policies that were put in place by Donald Trump. Um, he's going to sign 15 executive actions after he's sworn in as the president on Wednesday. Um, and apparently he's going to be undoing a whole bunch of policies um, for a whole... Been a whole lot of reasons from the pandem- pandemic, the economy, climate change, racial inequity, just many, many areas. And this is kind of an interesting thing too, because I don't know what you guys may or may not have heard, but there were many, many people when Donald Trump was in that were looking at his presidency um, as basically being part of this grand plan to expose evil within the U.S. government and restore America. So, so some people even looked at it that prophetically speaking, he was meant to be in place, like just for what he was going to do. And so now with Joe Biden coming in and changing some things, there are some questions that people have. Um, People are also saying that Australia um, is going to be impacted by this, uh, just by the change in government. So, one of the things, one of the first things Joe Biden says he's going to do is to start tackling climate change better. So, he's pledged to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement and sign a series of executive orders to put his country on track to receive a 100% clean energy economy, as well as commit to net zero emissions within three decades. Um, His new, what's he called? A national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, has said that he's going to also put pressure on america's allies to do the same and as you know australia is one of our allies um he wants to hold countries like australia uh, like china (laughs) sorry accountable for doing more um and yeah also push the friends to step up and fulfill their responsibilities it's just kind of an interesting avenue how political friendships go you know as to what is expected and you know how much pressure you can put on other people yeah uh yeah so that it's going to be interesting um they've said that if if the US starts to move very fast and of course the US is one of the biggest emitters along with China and China's already promised to go from net zero to uh, from net zero emissions by 2060 australia's going to be much more exposed than it currently is this is just a personal side note i'm <clears throat> maybe this is the conspiracy theorist in me I just don't think we're going to be here by 2060. Mm. Like I reckon Jesus is going to come, mm-hmm. and why? Why not? Why can't we be the generation where we see Jesus comes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this could be the idealistic daydreamer, but I don't see a good reason why not. Like yeah. we see our world, like environmentally things are happening, um, just on a human level, relationally, like things yeah. are breaking down. There's so many aspects, and you know mm. we ha- we have a call to go. Yeah, we have a call to come near to God's God's throne, but then mm-hmm. to go and share it with the world. Yeah, and not as in a, you know, we're going to be the one to win souls, but I'm like, why? What's holding us back? Like, actually, what's holding us back? Anyway, so that's a little little side note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and obviously, I think we should be making efforts to make the world around us a better place, yeah. Um, you know, in whatever space that looks. You know, I love the story that you just shared, Renee, about the inmates. Mm. Um, I heard – I don't know where I heard this, but someone said um, – What man is a man who does not make the world around him a better place? And I was
1: like, ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay.
0: (laughs) And another one where they said those who have the power to create change have the responsibility to do so. Um I think Wow. uh, Yeah. Hmm. I think we see as Christians, biblically speaking, there's this really beautiful tension between um personal responsibility and compassion. So Mm -hmm. I have a job to do the best that I can, but also to a degree, I am my brother's keeper, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have to just kind of see what continues to go on in the U.S. government. Um, it's In the coming days and weeks, they will be announcing additional executive actions that confront challenges and deliver on the President-elect's promises to the American people. Um, further actions are going to include revoking the ban on military service by transgender Americans and reversing a policy that blocks U.S. funding for programs overseas linked to abortion. So these were pretty heavy topics that were talked about um, Mm -hmm. as Donald Trump was bringing them in, and, yeah, we'll see kind of where this goes from there. In another story, which I just thought was kind of interesting, so butterflies, as we know, I think they're beautiful creatures, sorry, and a new study has shown how butterflies – Use their wings to kind of clap. So, as they kind of lift their wings, they kind of clap at the top. Oh. And so, back in the 1970s, th- there was the theory that this happened, but they couldn't actually Mentor show it? how this worked. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were like, in natural conditions, is this possible? Mm-hmm. But Swedish scientists using a wind tunnel and high speed cameras have captured the unique flying skill. Oh. Yeah. And like so, basically, if you guys are unaware, because butterflies, their bodies are so small mm-hmm. and their wings are so big, mm-hmm. they've just kind of wondered about it because they it seems erically, what is it? aerodynamically ineffective for mm-hmm. flight or inefficient. Yeah. Um, but obviously we know that they can, in fact, fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so they just think it's really quite interesting and that the leading and the trailing edge of, of the outside of their wings, kind of a meeting, and it forms this pocket sort of shape. So I guess it's maybe like an air uh, trap yes. sort of situation. So you kind of shoo. Yeah. you like, <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, and so they think that when the lip- wings collapse, it makes the jet even stronger and more efficient. Um, the team have found that the flexible wings dramatically increase the force created by the clap. So because they're, you know, they're movable, they're not um, like rigid mm-hmm. wings, you know, that that also helps. And it is improved by the efficiency. mm mm-hmm what am I saying? it improved the efficiency by 28% which is the, th- the wings that is mm. um, and this leads them to conclude that the large wings and cupped clapping action they say is a evolutionary advantage for butterflies when faced with predators um, How I guess so well I think that their theory is that if you're a, a butterfly that is able to take off quicker than others it gives you an obvious advantage. I oh. would tend to argue that I think which I prize yesterday the case for a creator mm-hmm. I would just argue that this is one of those things where I just see God's work at play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know two skills of thought yeah um I I subscribe to the one where we have a creator because there's there's too much, there's too much evidence in nature of things that don't actually really make that much sense. yeah, but they're there and there's beauty in them. you yeah. know, it's like the bumblebee, the the ones with real fat body yes. and then teeny tiny wings. They, wow. they still don't know how that works because they're like shouldn't be able to fly. It's too fat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know praise God, we have an, a, yeah, we have an artist heart at um, yeah, for God we serve. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
1: Anyway, it's now time for us to talk with our guest of the day. Today we have Luke. Luke, how are you going this morning?
2: Hey, I am doing great. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Okay, for the, so for the listeners who don't know, Luke actually has a podcast with a few of his friends. It's called the Oz Table Talk. Now, yeah. Luke, what's going on in the latest episodes of the podcast so far?
2: Well, uh- Probably that we did a we did like a compilation episode where we got questions from our audience. And that was probably the main like the, the main attraction, if you like, um, this last month. And the, the title of the episode was Friendships, Forgiving Satan and Dinner Dates with Dead People.
1: Well, um, wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Yep. That that title that kind of got me there. Um, Can you that was Friendships, Dinner Dates with Dead Can you can you say that again? What was that?
2: Yeah, friendships, forgiving Satan, and dinner dates with dead people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. That that title really threw me right <laughs> off this continent. Okay. I need you to explain <laughs> what that means because um I'm
2: getting a little bit stressed out here with that title. Well, that's good because that was the intention with the with that title. Oh but, wow. Um. So basically, there were there were three questions that our audience uh, supplied that we that we dealt with in that episode. Oh. So it was a longer one, but the um. Friendships, part of it. One of the questions was because uh, a lot of what we focus around in our podcast, we talk about building community and and having those friendships where we can just talk about anything and sort of like build our experience together. Mm. And so, one of the questions that was asked was, "How do you find that? How do how do you find safe friendships where you can be authentic with each other?" And uh, and so, yeah, we had a had a really good discussion about that. You know, because we were talking about how for each of us at least in our own experience we never sort of thought okay i'm going to go and make a friend and it's going to be like this and this is how i'm going to engineer the friendship it doesn't it doesn't happen that way you know yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we, we sort of reflected on that. We looked at, we, I think, we talked about some examples uh, also in scripture of, of really strong friendships and how they were formed and why they were formed, like David and Jonathan, and and how that can inform the way we look at friendships. But ultimately, in you know, any kind of relationship, is sacrificing, you know, yourself for another, and 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 expressing that um, that love, you know, doing life together, having shared experiences, and um, yeah, we just talked about how to, um, you know, perhaps be selective about where we put our our, our our time and our energy and our in our friendships in order to build them in a way that's going to um that's the best word uh, to serve us doesn't doesn't have the right idea but you know what I mean like to be able to have the friendships where you can have the conversations and accomplish things together so. I
1: love everything that you've brought up so far especially with friendships like it's so true there is no book that we can really read and you know th- there's steps 1 to 10 on how to make a friend mm-hmm. you must shake their hand yeah. and smile with a 45 degree yep. I don't know something yes. like that <laughs> yeah. but um, I, just, I just love that that like, you're talking about the principles of friendship you know one of the things that i look for in a friend is i i genuinely just love people and i like people who just like me yep. and i think it's really important to find people mm-hmm. who like you for being you you can be yourself around them um so moving on yeah. what was the last part of that crazy title that you said um, okay
2: so the other question that was submitted um was if at this point satan repented would he be forgiven and yeah, I mean, obviously it's a, uh, it is a hypothetical, you know, the Bible doesn't have, you know, Hezekiah chapter 31, you know, here is the answer, but the, we talked about the the principles that are in, involved in this, you know, because really it sort of, it dials back to the unpardonable sin and and what would have to happen in order for, someone to not be able to be forgiven. And really the only unforgiven sin is the, the the one that we don't repent of. Hmm, yeah. And no, that's know, interesting. when when the Bible talks about Christ's sacrifice, um, you know, we over and over again it talks about his sacrifice being for all, you know, for all, for yeah. all, for all. And so no, if awful. all yeah. if Satan is included in all, then mm-hmm. You know the mechanics. I I would assume would be there for him to repent, right? Because if we were to rewind back to his rebellion in heaven, if we were to rewind to that point and look at what he did, and if at that point he went, "Oh man, my bad. That's a really really bad choice." You know, can I? You know, I'm and repented of that beforehand. I think it's really feasible that God would have forgiven him. If he forgives us for, for our sins, then I, I don't see any reason that he wouldn't have forgiven Satan. But the the thing that we all sort of bed down on the, in the conversation was that, yeah. but with what has happened since then, you know, right up to the, I don't know when the cutoff would have happened, but at some point he was obviously hardened in his position where he wasn't allowing God, access to his heart to make those choices just like we talk about the unpardonable sin in scripture where that is when our hearts are hard so we, we can't we can't uh, feel the holy spirit ushering us back to to god when we get to that point that's the unpardonable sin because we're no longer asking for god's forgiveness we don't feel that repentance and so i don't know when satan would have arrived at that but at least i assume there would have been some time prior to that point where satan would have absolutely been able to be forgiven like i would assume by the time he you know killed the son of god that like i would say he would have been well hardened in his position by then so do i think it's possible now no but I think that at least at some point of his history, it would have absolutely been possible.
1: These are great questions mm. I, I, you know it 's things that you think about, but the fact that your listeners are reaching out and asking you these questions, I think mm. it 's awesome. <laughs> So, what was the final part of, of uh, this, this so, and the episode? Third one,
2: the third one that we had was, was dinner dates with dead people. This was more of just a, a fun... <laughs> oh, this is just like having a laugh. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one to find that title quite strange. He thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so the dinner dates with dead people was focused around... Uh, this is just, was just one of those fun questions that was thrown out there. You know, if you could sit down with anybody from the, you know, all of history... That is like now past, so primarily dead people. Who would you choose to have dinner with? And uh, we all kind of shared our thoughts on that, and people threw out ideas like uh, I think one was Mother Teresa, or the, another one was. Um, uh, Oh, my, my brain's fogging on me, but yeah, we we've sort of picked out the, picked out the, those people from history that we would like to sit down and have that extended conversation with to learn from them and figure out what their, uh, you know, what their contribution was and how we can learn from them. So yeah, I, I guess it's just a fun one. So if anyone wanted to just listen to you know us all sort of hammering out some ideas of who we'd like to talk to, that one was just a bit of fun.
1: I think it's really really good that you're interacting with your listeners and then creating content that really, um, I guess, impacts them in that way. Mm. I do want to ask for those wondering, what is coming up on the Oz Table Talk in the future?
2: Good question. We are actually getting together to record tonight and uh, we're going to be recording a a discussion about spiritual burnout, what that looks like, how how to return from it probably released in a couple of weeks. And yeah, that one, that one should be a lot of fun. We actually, we are really big on reaching out to our audience and getting engagement from our audience. And so we have a, uh, like a Facebook messenger group and anybody from our audience that's really engaged in what we do. We invite them to join that. And, um, In there, people can throw questions, or when we're doing a topic like this, we have discussions in there. And so a number of people in there have like submitted their own thoughts. And so we've got like a collection of audio from our, our audience, but as well as we're going to be discussing it. And yeah, it's going to be a great episode. So yeah, anybody who's interested in that sort of thing definitely should subscribe and have a listen.
1: I want to switch gears real quick and Good, ask a completely <laughs> different question. Just while you we were talking, I got really curious as to... I guess for people who want to start their own podcast, Mm -hmm. I mean, for you doing one, what are your, what are some tips for people who want to start out in that, that area of creativity?
2: That is a great question. I, I did not, yeah, it's okay buddy it's okay my other son just arrived and so it's okay um so yes so I, I do this is actually a real passion of mine I never thought this would be the case when I started but I've helped probably about five po- people launch their podcasts so far and so if anyone out there is listening and does want to do that like reach out to me i'm very I'm very happy to share any information that I have but basically the the, the short answer is, make sure that you have that you know what you're doing first right like have a specific idea know know your niche know who you're speaking to because broadcast radio the the desire is to appeal to as many people as possible in in a, a geographic area podcasting sort of flips that on its head and you and the desire is to appeal to a very narrow niche of people that are available globally that are all interested in the same thing so um so yeah be sure like be confident about what you're speaking about but um once you have that in mind Really, you don't need that much to get started. You know, you can get started just with your iPhone if that's all you all you have handy. But if not, you know, just jump and grab a, uh, you know, a USB microphone or something like that. If you're doing a solo show, you can go up from that. If, you, if you're if having multiple people, then you need um, mics that are like more conventional style. So you've got a mixer and all the rest of it. But um, yeah, then all you need is a podcast host. And uh, there's heaps of services out there like, like Simplecast or Podbean. And they're usually between... Ten and twenty dollars a month um, to have the hosting. There are cheaper ways to do it, but those ones are probably some of the, the best ways if you want like the best way to do it. So yeah, I don't know. Is there anything? Is there anything else? I don't know. Did I cover? What okay,
1: you asked? so I guess in order to yep. just start your own podcast, just use what you have. You have an iPhone. Um, you can just you can be creative in in that area. Um, so that's awesome. I do want to ask you. I, I guess especially doing a podcast, you're talking about topics that are meaningful and. Do you ever feel like you're not qualified to talk about these
2: topics? Uh, that's, a re- that's a really good question because we often talk about this with, with us. We started out as, as a group of five guys literally having a chat at church and, and we were getting such value out of the conversations. We were like, this is great. We should record this. And this is sort of like grew into what we're doing now. And we are, and just to put that in context, you know, I'm a I'm a web designer. Um, one is a, a, a heavy machinery fitter. Another guy works in an office. Another guy's an accountant. Wow, right? that's a range of
1: perspectives right
2: there. Yeah, variety. And, but the thing is, none of us are actually qualified to talk about what we're talking about. <clears throat> so what I would say is if you're not qualified that's okay just just think about that in the format of your show right and we're, we never we never come out and say we know everything you know we always it's a, a participatory conversation we are having the conversations and our goal is to inspire other people to have meaningful conversations with their friends and so that's, that's the model that we've chosen so if you don't feel qualified just bake that into how your show operates and what it looks like
1: I yeah. think that's really cool okay the fact that you know you're still coming together a bunch of- Friends yep. having these meaningful conversations, but you're you're having that awareness, and that's really important. Um, that you're still connecting with your listeners despite that. So, yep. you know, people who feel discouraged about starting a podcast because oh, I'm not qualified to talk on that topic, you absolutely can talk on that topic and have meaning meaningful conversations because um, it's really important to have people's perspectives, and that's what I think your podcast, the Oz Table Talk, talk really brings uh to the table. Haha. Um anyway, for people who want to connect and really um listen more about listen to your podcast, where can they find you, Luke?
2: But you can find us on, on all the main channels just search for Oz Table Talk. Uh it's we're at Oz Table Talk on Instagram and Facebook, but you can find our website also at, um OzTabletalk.com dot
0: Well,
1: thank you so much, Luke, for joining us on The Breakfast Show. I've definitely learned some new things. Um, Thank you for sharing about your podcast, but also some tips and practical ways for people who are wanting to start out in that uh, that creative space of of making podcasts. I've really, um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. I'm sure our listeners have. Thanks
2: so much for having me. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.